You're listening to a podcast from www.aussiewriters.com.au where we celebrate talented Australian writers and their books. Well, welcome everybody. I'm at the Squibby Annual Conference. And for those who don't know what Squibby stands for, basically it's for the illustrators and writers of children's books and young adult books. And I have tracked down today, and I'm very excited about this, (laughs) the wonderful Deborah Abella. Welcome, Deborah. Why, thank you. Um, Deborah, just to let you know... uh, is everywhere. I've seen her name everywhere in the last few years and she's really, really quite a prolific author. Deborah, tell me where you started. Go back to were you you know, were you the teacher's pet and wrote a lot of stories at school? Or, oh. or how did it all happen <laughs> back there? Um it, it, can I go even further a little oh, like absolutely. Yeah, um, we we didn't have a lot of money as um you know, as a family growing up yes. and um and my mum, who wasn't a reader, got that reading was important and got that school was important. So at the end of every shop, like the grocery shopping, at the impulse counter, instead of um, soft drinks or chocolates, um, there were little golden books. Do you remember little oh, golden books? I yeah. Do. Oh my gosh. It's beautiful. So much love. So, almost so beautiful. And they're still around, of course. Yes. And, um, and they were like 25 cents each. Yes. So each, at the end of each shop, Oh my gosh, that was so You've exciting for me! A, a, a brand new golden book, pokey little puppy, you know, yes. the little engine that could, like, uh, just magic. Wonderful. So little by little, I had this library of books built built up, and yes. I just adored it. And um, and and kind of even before that, with with picture books, I'd see the pictures and see these little squiggly dark lines underneath it, and think I have to work out what those squiggly dark lines mean. Like from from so before I could read, I knew that something yes. about this thing which was a book was just incredible the power of the word yeah yeah Yeah. isn't that amazing just magic for some children well it it? is and it still is of course as an adult so I'll read a book now and burst into tears or miss it when I when I've got to catch my train or I've got to go to school or you know and and can't wait to get back to it I can't wait till you know I get to get back on the train and read the book again or get to bed at night and open that book and do you have a teaching background I am teacher trained um so many authors are teachers yeah I think they they discover literature in in, when they're teaching as well yeah and you know the, the combination of course of books and kids it's almost one of the 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 most fundamental natural I think you know bearings in life and even if you meet reluctant reader kids and we know this it's it's not that they don't like story. They just haven't found the right one. Is it, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or it's and not it's, been it's delivered in the right way. Yeah, so. Because story's in our DNA, isn't Absolutely. it? I mean, whether you're reading it or you're hearing it, yeah. um, it's just wonderful. Yeah. Look, I'm, I'm looking, I'm very excited about this. I want to ask you about your earlier writing, <laughs> but um, I'm excited about this and I have just bought this book. Uh, the stupendously spectacular spelling bee, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and it's—I've been flicking through it this afternoon, and it looks wonderful. And I wanted to ask you whether this was inspired by that documentary in America. This what was spellbound. it spellbound 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 oh my gosh I so was I, spellbound with yeah. that documentary fantastic so yes. in America of course spelling bees are huge. 
phenomenal. Yes. Here, yes. Here, and they've just started here. Yes, they? and they're big-ish here, um, mm. but it's phenomenal over there, and, and it's it's huge. And of course, just the population, of course, makes it also um, mm. really big. So they did this documentary. Is it from? the 80s even late I 80s think it on was, early 90s yeah, certainly it's, quite a while ago yeah so yeah. the documentary is old but it follows these kids of course who are going yes. through these the, the scripts spelling bee yes. uh, in america which is huge um and the nervousness and the tension and they talk to the parents and it is it it almost shouldn't be an exciting you know documentary no, to watch kids right. prepare for a competition that's you know just yes. standing in front of a mic and spelling what it is captivating like you it know it ab- absolutely is and so, so I, i'm really pleased i picked that <laughs> <laughs> do many people pick that they do yeah no yeah. no one no one's really picked that yet no, oh, no, no, no. Oh, that's very exciting. Yes, no, you're very good. You go top of the class. Um, definitely. Thank you. Teacher's pet. <laughs> so, but the, I mean, the book, in a way, you know how life works out. In a way, this book goes right back for me to year four when I had this amazing first year out teacher called Miss Gray and she was young and bright and full of ideas and and we were the first class to have Miss Gray and she the very first thing she did was put a spinner in the class you know those lovely um, stand-up shelves that spin around and she put books in there she bought a whole bunch of brand new books and put a little on it like the honor system was she put a little card in there so you could take the book home you signed the card put it in a box and then, um, uh, and so it was our own personal library. Mm. We also had our regular library, which I loved. Yes. Um, but she also um, it just d- just had all these word games, yes. um, maths games. Every Friday afternoon, she'd we'd clear the entire classroom of desks, and we'd play this spelling game where it was. The, boys were pitted against the girls and we'd line up and race to the blackboard and spell words out that she'd called out and so every Friday afternoon was literally about you know the girls beating the boys or the boys beating the girls and in the end we became so competitive about it that we actually became brilliant spellers in year four but I remember it being so much fun like well, I this remember. Is the, this is the key, isn't it? This is the, the magic of words yeah. and, and, and wordplay. Yeah. And, you know, um, I, I can just imagine that um, that Friday afternoon. And um. they're, they're, therefore, you know, it was a game afternoon and it was mm. fun and it, it wasn't perceived as learning. Yeah. <laughs> and even the kids who didn't like school so much, it's Friday afternoon, you know, they yeah. didn't even really want to come on Monday at 9 o'clock, you know. Yes. But Friday afternoon, oh, my gosh, you would look forward to it. Yeah. You would train it's for great. it. The boy, even the really reluctant boys or girls would be, it's Friday afternoon, yeah, we're going to beat fantastic. you today. And, and, and tell me, how um, uh, how did you go in those competitions, did you? Pretty well. You? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to blow my own trumpet or anything. And you know, that ridic- So you're a pretty good speller. No, yeah. see, that's ironically now, I would not say I'm a good speller at all. Uh-huh. No, I, this, I wouldn't. And um, even during the conference, we had a like a yeah. mock sort of spelling bee competition over dinner one night as a kind of yes. game amongst adults. And, yes. and some of those adults, of course were brilliant and I kept thinking oh there's no way I could spell that word so do you play Scrabble or words with friends I'm I'm addicted to words Words with with friends friends. yes I really like it Scrabble I really like it yeah definitely so but this is a a little bit of a story around um I I notice each chapter I haven't had a chance to read it because I just bought it yeah but I notice each chapter has a word yes that that it focuses on and then there's the story of a a little girl I yeah. think who who, I who don't is know. a I don't brilliant know. speller so India yes. this is um a, a lot of my previous books are sort of 
biggish and have got flying machines and sea monsters and girls mm. who are good with swords and, I, and I've loved writing those books. Mm. But this one, um, I, it, it's a quieter story and it's about the kid who's not the hero and actually doesn't want to even be the hero. She's really shy because of mm. something that has happened in her past. And uh, but brilliant Does that speller. come out in the book? Yeah, yeah. Well, that yeah. will come out. All okay. will be revealed. All will be revealed. <laughs> and <good>. so her <laughs> family, who knows she's a brilliant speller, um, encourage her to join the stupendously spectacular spelling bee, which is um, right. a, a spelling bee competition that's televised as well. And then it, it, it you can go all the way up to the opera house to the grand final. Mm. So um, and I she's mean, this is capturing a little bit of our past too, because you know, in the olden days, we used to have pick a box and you know oh, all I've those competitions that the family yes. would sit around and try and guess the answers. And yes. Barry Jones always had it. <laughs> <laughs> I went to his book launch recently. That was fascinating. Um, so <laughs> it's really, it's really a blast from the past. I mean, this is why I bought the book because I thought, gee, this this hit so many buttons for me, you know. And um, I and think I if think you love words and you, uh, like, I, I remember pitching this book and my editor sort of jokingly saying to me, oh, you had me at hello. Like, you know, yeah. you really didn't have to say anything more than I want to write a book about a kid who loves to... Done. It was yes. like it was already... Don't you want to know the characters and what happens? Oh, yeah. all right, tell me that too. And um, uh, So who is your publisher for this uh, Random House. So Random I've, House. I've been with them forever. Forever? Yeah, for f- 15 years or something. So yeah. tell me about your first book and how that felt. Uh, now, I... That started because um, I my very first sort of serious job was producing and writing a children's television show on Channel 10, and, oh. a morning kids' TV show. Yeah, so it went to air six days a week. So and it was before or after teaching? Uh, <laughs> How did it all go? Oh, a, a teaching degree first, then I went travelling for three years and had lots of adventures overseas. Then I came back and did a communications degree. Then I worked in telly for a while. Um, and then I wrote novels, and now I'm in schools a lot. So it's a very dog's leg, crooked sort of road. So you actually didn't teach. Me. I've never been a full time teacher. Teacher, <laughs> <laughs> but ironically, I I had brilliant lecturers at Teachers College. So I use some techniques mm. that I learnt from my brilliant lecturers in class today. Because yes. ironically, I'm in school a lot. Well, that's of right. Course, I mean, now, I mean, which I love. Authors visit schools and teach, don't they? Mm. And I do work in a school. I do work in a school one day a week in the library, oh, and right. uh, which I love. Yeah. Okay. And are you Sydney based or? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, so um, you finished this when? When's when did this come out? Was oh, it um, just... it, um, last month. Oh, so, so it's very, very yes, a couple. So it's right. four weeks old or something. Yeah, oh, so it's still still my little brand new baby. And the and the illustrations are beautiful. Who did those? Oh, good. Um, it's um um a, a woman um who's um it works for Random House in house who actually right. it has been their designer up mm. until now. Astrid, her name is Astrid, mm. and um who has been wanting to get into doing doing her own covers and il- mm. illustrating her own covers. So, um. I don't know if you can quote me on this. I think this is her first one. Right. That is, okay. isn't just as a designer, but, yes, as, yes. but as her illustrated No, one. it's fantastic. Oh, good. So I'm glad you Congratulations like it. and tell her she's done a wonderful <laughs> job. Uh, it's sort of, um, it has subtle, a subtle imagery there that, that um, reflects what the, what the book's actually about. So that's, you know, that's a really good um, 
indication of a good colour, oh, I think. Um, so tell me, where, where to from here, Deborah? What are you going to do? Uh, well, <laughs> um, literally um, from in the next couple of days, um, I'm flying overseas because of a previous novel to this one, which is an historical fiction called Teresa in New Australian. It borrows from my dad's story. Um, my dad was born in a cave um, during one of the heaviest bombing raids of World War II in a country wow. called Malta. And wow. um, so post-war, yeah. Malta mm. was a mess because the Germans bombed it mercilessly for three years straight. Um, my dad came out as part of the Assisted Passage, um, part of the 10-pound POM yes. um, kind of brigade um, when, it, when a million migrants came out between 1950 and 60. Mm -hmm. And then so the story sort of borrows when from... I came out too. You and a million other people. Yes, I know. It's, right. it's, it was such an exciting time in yes. Australia's growth and growing yes. up. But difficult, of course, you will know, when, when um, a lot of, of course, um, Europeans arrived in Australia, we were smack bang in the middle of the white Australia policy. So it, my right. dad and a lot of other people were not especially welcomed by everyone they met, including no. their teachers. My dad would get beaten for not speaking English. Yes. At a time he didn't Terrible. have English. Why yeah. would he have English, you know? That's right. Um, so the story borrows from that that very important part of Australian history um, and important part of post-war history, of course, mm. um, about a Maltese girl who comes to Australia and finds her place, finds her new home. Yes. But the book's about to be released in Malta um, in October oh, in Maltese in translation. So um, I speak Maltese? A little... Uh, yeah, not enough to launch a book, but a no, little bit. Yes. Um, and the book's going to be launched by the president of Malta. Um, oh, that's who is amazing. I, I, I'm beside myself ridiculously excited, um, but she's a human rights lawyer, massive fan of kids, massive fan of literacy. And so she wonderful? just said, we must launch this book at my palace. And, uh, and that, she, that, it's a woman. That's yes, even better. I know. I'm pretty tickled pink about yeah, the whole thing. so exciting. I we might have to catch up with you to find <laughs> out how it went. So, so that's where you're off to next. Yeah. And are you working on another book? I've got a picture book that I'm working on. And, right. um, and that's, uh, I think the text is done and the roughs mm -hmm. are done. And so the illustrator's gone off for the, the colouring stage. Mm -hmm. And um, at this um, Squibby conference, uh, you know, it's, it's, there's a brilliant, of course, it's full of brilliant authors and illustrators, yes. but there's an illustrator I've wanted to work with for a very long time. And I saw her draw a picture once of a very, very cute bear. And I said, can you not show anybody else that? Because I think I have a picture book that matches your gorgeous drawing. So I've written oh. this picture book to match a beautiful drawing. And now what I would love is to pitch that, but with this beautiful illustrator so I know that all sounds very vague mm. but that's what I would love to be my that next project because yeah. she's a genius and I would love to work with her and oh. you know and we're it's not a, allowed to know her name I'm very happy to say it because yes. she's beautiful and wonderful um uh, Marjorie Crosby Farrell Oh, yes, she presented today. Yes. Very, very and impressive. She is a genius. I know. Yeah. See? Now, now. I, I'm impressed. You yes. understand. Already. She, if anyone knows her books, um, The Croc and the Platypus, Mrs. Yeah. Dog, she is phenomenally talented. And for yes. years, I've thought, I want to write something good enough for, for her for Marjorie. <laughs> <laughs> so. Isn't that a lovely perspective rather than finding an illustrator for your book? 
finding the book for your illustrator. That's and a being wonderful good idea. enough. Like yeah. it has to be good enough for how talented Marjorie is. That's so fantastic. Um, um, so I've sent her the um, the text, and I'm really hoping hoping that she'll take it. Takes, yeah. Well, um, <laughs> so tell me, you you've mixed with many many authors and illustrators here over the last three days and the last few years. Mm. <laughs> tell me who else you admire in terms of writers gosh so many and for so many different reasons um if we stay local oh gosh now there are so many like i really love i love glenda millard i think emily rod is incredible Mm. um there are uh so many as far as gorgeous humor but with heart Ando and Oliver Pomervan and there um there's so many gorgeous picture book writers that mm. are just write with such strength and um you know I love it, it how long have you got <laughs> it's just <laughs> I get know, the idea I know it's and good. I it's just it is phenomenal the amount of talent that we've got in this country yes. um broader a field of course you know there's this Patrick Ness who I adore yeah, um yeah. and he's written one of my favorite books called um a monster calls and you yes. know so uh, and I try as much as I can to read as yeah. widely and as broadly as I can yes and that's hard and so adult books do you have time oh, for is adult it, books? yeah isn't what that funny every now and then I uh <laughs> I, I'm in an I'm in an, a book club so yes. that I at least once every six weeks read a book read an well read an, <laughs> an adult, adult book, book and then yes. every now and then I get frustrated with them because I just think, get to the point. Stop just trying to show me how fancy you can write. You know, I, yeah. I'm, I'm not. I don't care about that. Where's you your know, character? Mem Fox, Mem Fox said something once that really struck a chord with me, and it's what you're talking about. Sometimes people write to impress rather than to express, and I think that 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 does happen, doesn't it? I think so too. Yeah. And. I don't find it as much in uh, kids' books. Like, I really, um, I'm not sure even off the top of my head if I can say, because right. Because the kids don't have such a, such a great um, attention span, They don't do have they? the patience for it. So, and so, good on them. Yeah. Good yeah. on them. I just think, why should they? You know, because as an adult, I'll sit over these books and think, I'll flick through and think, just Get to the point, you know. So, although then there are the slower books oh, that are the classics that yeah. you can bear with. I know. Yeah, and yeah. recently, I read um, *Plain Song* by um, Kent Roof. Beautifully, quietly, lovely contemplative novel. Um, *Olive Kitteridge* by Elizabeth Stout. Mm. Um, and um, recently, I also read *Tove*. Tove Johnson, who wrote mm. the Moomin Troll books. So, right. yeah, yeah, Finnish kids writer, but she's written a yes. couple of adult books. Um, right, right. In her day. And do you have any, Slow, any ambitions to write an adult book to, um, at all? My first book that I wrote while I was at university, just to see if I could do it, um, was an adult novel. And I mm. would never even vaguely put it forward as a, because it right. was just an experiment in yes. can I do this? Like, yes really and then take it through four or five drafts and then I thought yeah I can do this and then yeah. it's in a bottom drawer somewhere oh, I'm day. not interested <laughs> yet I'm not no. and it's about the story I haven't in in the same way that my yeah. you know so my previous book Teresa in New Australian is an yes. historical fiction I'm not suddenly going to start writing historical yeah. fiction but that story of a, yes. of escaping a three-year German bombing raid by disappearing underground into into this these Amazing. series of caves yes. fantastic story 
and that was based on a historical yeah it was a true story absolutely yeah, and yeah. and it was based on me interviewing lots of people so anecdotally mm. they told yes. me these stories and so that's fantastic so if i come across an adult story or you know think of an adult story that mm. that has my heart then that's where i'd go next but certainly no no i don't want to leave the kids world just yet it's too much fun here and the kids don't want you to leave either <laughs> that's very sweet so um i know that um it's late in the day and and uh, i i could talk to you for a long long time there there have been so many interesting people i'd want to talk to for a long long time but we need to wrap it up a bit um so can i ask you for those emerging writers mm-hmm. who might be listening mm-hmm. you know they're new to it yes um are there things you can tell them that you wished you'd known? <laughs> what what sort of lessons have you learnt as a writer for children's books yep. that you could, you know, help? Always others? write with your heart. And maybe others have said that, but I think, um, you know, the, the obvious ones of just keep practising. Try and write it yes. if you can every single day. And if not physically writing mulling over characters mulling over scenes you know like stay with your characters be with them be with that story Mm. until you know it until Mm. you know it intimately character setting the whole thing um but write because you love those characters write because you miss them when you're not with them write because you can't wait to find out what happens next um uh and, and and you don't always know do you no and i love it and i love it but you've trust them trust them yeah. too I remember once asking the wonderful Patrick Ness why he'd done something in a story that I found really heartbreaking and he said oh look I I was really sad when I wrote that part too but it's what the story called for and it's what had to happen to a particular character and it made sense to me when he said that and I thought yeah. you're right had you not done that it would have lessened the novel it would have weakened mm-hmm. the novel but of course mm-hmm. as a reader it was sad and that's of course if you what what i want to do with every single kid's novel that i write is is move them they'll be laughing at some points hopefully Mm. they'll be crying at other points but they'll want to be with those characters Mm. and hopefully miss them when they're gone and Mm. kind of engagement factor isn't it absolutely absolutely yeah. and I've, I've spoken to of course lots of kids and um and and even when I talk about um, my historical fiction and I've spoken to some hardcore kids who are kind of like oh what's the point of this I don't read books who is she anyway um but I'll tell the story of you know my character who's bullied and then you'll see sometimes these kids you know their backs will straighten up and they'll go oh but, you know, why didn't she get help and how come those kids bullied her? And They're getting engaged. Yeah, so whatever <laughs> it is you can mm. with a book, mm. y- you just hope you connect. It's about connection, isn't it? It's mm. about um, if you've got connection mm. and empathy with your characters, that's what you hope is mm. going to be created as well. So, And, and for those writers who are, are about to go into schools for the first time uh-huh. and they may not have teaching backgrounds, uh-huh. <laughs> what do you suggest would be the easiest way to present their book? Um, mm-hmm. Would you suggest they, they read from it or tell stories? or What do you think works? Yeah, a couple of things. Can I say first, the, um, the Primary English Teachers Association have a brilliant online manual that's available for free and I helped create it that's why I know about it Um, a whole bunch of us got together literally 
if you're an author who's about to go into school and perhaps you don't have a teaching background, exactly what you said, yes. what can you expect? What should what can the school or should the school expect of you? Yes. Um, school protocol. You maybe not don't have kids and you've yes. not been in a school for years. What you know all that stuff. Mm. So if you go to the the um, uh, Primary English Teachers Association website, website. Um, which I think is PET. Used to be PETA. Yeah, yes. it's not PETA anymore because yes. that. Yep. Um, so PETAA, Primary English Teachers Association of Australia. You look for the. Um, I think it's called Writers in Schools Manual. Right. I wish I had the exact. Sounds but, but, great. But look for it. They'll it find is it, yeah. extensive. It has even examples of. Mm. Um, I've I've put up some examples of writing activities I'll do because as an mm. author going into school or an illustrator, you'll be asked mm. sometimes to do a workshop, and mm-hmm. you might think. I've never done a workshop, you know, yes. what will I do? Yes. But some some key things I'd say, and these were some things I was told early on and I've always held them to my heart, mm-hmm. let your audience know a little bit about you. So, mm-hmm. for example, I'll often start with a, a silly thing of something that happened to me as a kid and then straight away they think, oh, well, that was really dumb um, and kind of funny and you hope it, it Breaks makes... Breaks the ice. Yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. some stuffy... Um, removed person I was a kid like you once who did this really stupid thing let me tell you the story and let's hopefully have a laugh and within five minutes hopefully yeah you've got even the kids down the back who are like oh boring author talk why am I here they're like oh actually that's kind of funny maybe what she's got to say next is kind of funny too mix it up as as, you know teachers will know this mix it up Um, don't just give a lecture because that's not what they want Um, be passionate remember the reason you wrote that book in the first place whether it's about a horse whether it's about cricket you know yes. whatever a historical fiction a, a world yes. war Two. tell that story in the mm. way that you're excited when you when you wrote that book yes. um it, read a little bit but don't don't read large large no. pieces be careful try and leave them on a cliffhanger try and yes. read a piece that makes them go oh, don't stop yeah. that's gold <laughs> that you love that <laughs> of um across allow for questions so yeah. let let them get to know you as a person mm-hmm. um, and as an author. What what mm. makes you excited about this thing you do? And, Stories, and yeah, yes. and be aware that not everyone wants to be a writer, and not everyone yeah. wants to even be a reader. But everyone loves story, so yes. try and tell some stories that are in the book too like I will often tell the backstory of how a book came about and um, or for my World War II book it's kind of easier too because I'll show pictures of mm. um, Malta being bombed of people yes. traveling to Australia on the migrant ships and I'll say yeah. you know and that brings the story to life in a way yeah. that yeah. Um, of course a novel visually a novel can't you know yes. if, if kids are just looking at it so they they would prob uh, allow for questions. Um, mm. Um, mm. That sounds good. And in the manual too, on the Peter manual, yeah. there's a few classroom management techniques too, um, which is and my, there's some just classic. Which is ones important like, if you've if you've not been a teacher. It's really important, and really you shouldn't be in a, a room anyway without other teachers because yes. we're not supposed to do that, and no. that's a really there's good reasons for that. Um, so you shouldn't really have to manage the classroom, but sometimes just simple things like if there's a little bit of chat just wait if you keep trying to talk over the kids they'll keep trying to talk over you and it'll just become a bit chaos so if someone's talking I'll just stop and give them a lovely friendly smile and wait till they stop speaking so that but that's it stuff's important but remember enjoy enjoy the kids go in enjoy them smile at them you know Mm. any any, anyone loves a smile if you smile Mm. at them they'll smile back at you um you know 
so this go to the manual it's really extensive and it's an, it's That's a really a free and it's piece of free advice. for everybody to just and and before we finish what about your family do your children read all your books uh, so i don't have kids of my own oh, you don't kid- but oh, right. i have to say I, all my friends who have kids, when Deb gives them a present, they know they're going to get a book. But I've also, all of the, they're all growing up now, and I think I've been to every single school of theirs because I've always said yes. to them, when you're in year three and up, I will come and visit your school. Yes. Um, and I think there's only one child left in my friendship yes. group now that um, I haven't yet visited her school, but I will. <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> all right, well, we'll catch up again with you soon, especially after your Malta trip and the, and well. the, uh, the wonderful accolades you're getting <laughs> over there. And thank you very much for your time. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from www.aussiewriters.com.au and if you are a reader or a writer, then hop on over to our website and subscribe. Subscribe.